Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Here's the Irish Tech News Podcast, and we're talking with Philip McNamara, who's the VP of Oxpro, an organizer of MobilityX. How's it going, Philip? Good, how are you? Good, thanks. Tell me a bit about this conference happening uh, very soon in May, MobilityX. What's it about? So MobilityX is uh, looking at the future of self-driving cars in Ireland, and we are inviting some of the leading companies from Silicon Valley, Israel, uh, Europe, and the UK to come to Ireland to um, talk to us about some of the latest developments that are happening in both hardware and software in self-driving cars. And um, and then we're going to bring a bunch of the speakers down to Ackle Island on the west of Ireland for a kind of like TED-like, TED-like talks uh, on the west coast. Um, so... Um, it's a, it's a great opportunity to learn about the latest developments, what's happening, um, some of the opportunities that are going to uh, come from self-driving cars and, um, you know, all about the kind of safety of cars and how they're going to help save lives. So who have you got involved from the car company-wise? Like, have you got a Volvo or Jaguar or Tesla? Yeah, so we're, we're probably going to have a Tesla there. Um, we have um, BMW who are um, doing a car sharing service uh, there in, from London. Yeah. Um, we have um, Jaguar Land Rover, who are coming, who are opening up something in, um, I believe, it's Shannon. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yes, yeah, so but those are kind of the main car companies. We have um, a, a hardware companies um, who are building kind of hardware for self driving. Um, one of them is is Nauto, and that, if you can imagine a hardware device that that plugs onto your um, your rear view mirror, it looks at the driver's face. And mm-hmm. so if the driver is distracted or on his phone or her phone um, or looking down, it'll warn the driver and say, hey, you need to be paying attention to the road. It'll also look ahead and um, uh, scan the road ahead and, and warn uh, if anything's happening. Uh, we have a couple other companies from Israel and from the US. Um, so it'll be a really good mix of, of, of software and hardware companies. And uh, I guess basically you're trying to basically show people that uh, driverless cars are going to be here at the future and to get used to them. And know what they can do. Yeah, exactly. Like like we were saying earlier, um, uh, one of the most interesting thing, things I read recently was about uh, the Volvo, uh, the XC90. Um, since that was brought out, it's been out a number of years now. Not one person has died inside the car. Um, it's, it's one of the world's safest cars. And Volvo's goal by about 2020 um, will be ha- to have zero deaths in its cars. And um, you know, so self braking is is one of the biggest kind of revolutions that are that's happening since the. Since the safety belt has been brought out, um, it's going to result in a huge reduction in the number of, of accidents and deaths. And so, uh, I think you know people will get used to um, you know these kind of small movements in technology before they get used to the big ones. Uh, I think if you brought out a fully self-driving car today, people would be quite wary of it. But you know, if you're bringing out self-braking, you're bringing out warning systems. Um, that will help people uh, figure out you know what the future is going to look like, and they'll be much more receptive to it. Um, in a couple of years' time. You know, for me, it's like if you do a self-driving car in America, America's got long, straight motorways, whereas in Ireland, something like Galway or Donegal, how do you get around the, the windy roads there for a self-driving car? Well, it's a great point. Um, but like the, the most of our, of our traffic, our vehicle miles is done, a lot of it can be in, in bumper-to-bumper traffic. Yeah. Um, especially in Galway. And, and it's during those times that you'd love the car to take over and just get rid of the boring parts while you could be more productive. You could be on your phone. You could be working. Um, and so, uh, yeah, when it comes to rural country roads, I don't think there's any, any car out there today that can do it. 
Um, I have driven a, a Tesla um, self-driving car on small country roads in the US, um, and it deals with them very well. But you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't know what would happen if a sheep jumped out in front of me or something. You know, but yeah. I think I think those kind of things will will have to be taken care of. Um, um, and I think they will they will figure them out in the next couple of years, you know. Yeah, and I guess with self-driving cars, obviously the main thing is if you drive them and you have one of these cars, insurance costs come down as well, which is very important as well. Massively important, yeah. Like, and there's there's a real question around you know what are insurers going to do because I know there's a huge issue in Ireland today with massive cost of insurance. Um, and you know what Google is saying is that uh, from their studies self-driving cars are about 40 times safer than the safest drivers or sorry than the least safe drivers which is teenagers yeah. and about 10 times safer than the safest drivers so you have a huge reduction in, in accidents there and you know given the fact in Ireland there's 160 deaths on Irish roads around that every year and that's been going down gradually every year um, even the best technology of best airbags best um, safety belts won't reduce that any farther so you have to bring in better technology like like self-braking, like self-driving, if you want to reduce that further, which will then bring down the cost of insurance. So, um, you know, we're, we're inviting some of the insurance companies to come along because, you know, if there are no more accidents on our roads, is there a point of having car insurance? And, and some comp- car companies are talking about the likes of Tesla and those type of companies becoming insurance companies because they will take on the responsibility if there is an accident. Um, and, and that'll kind of make things a lot easier as well. But that's, that's way down the future as well. Yeah, I guess in the long term, insurance will be only there for basically if your car gets stolen or, or uh, something hits it. But other than that, it's not going to be of use anymore as such. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it'll be very, very hard to, to steal a self-driving car as well because it'll, you know, probably have like some kind of identification system inside before it'll, it'll only start for you or your family, yeah. things like that. But I, I guess technology is people, like I remember years ago, when we were told recall, and you saw the car get played with Douglas Quick played by Schwarzenegger and get into a Jimmy cab. Which is driven by like a robot, robot. And that yeah. Be the future, I think. yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. It's funny. Like the the, the producers didn't think they, they didn't need to have a robot driver. They could just have to have the machine drive itself. Yeah. yeah. But it's funny when you see that when I, I'm based in, in in Silicon Valley with with VoxPro, and I regularly see the um, the little Google cars going around. With then there's no steering wheel and there's no you know no buttons to press. There's one emergency button and that's it. But you can see the Google employees going around in those cars, and it looks it looks very weird, but um, you know, very very random as well. Yeah, I can imagine if you're in a car with no steering wheel, how are you going to be reassured that that uh, if there's something wrong, you can take over the car? Yeah, like I, I think they, they they're happy enough now with the, the systems and how they work that they're completely uh, you know comfortable with that. Yeah, and I think this the same issue was raised many many years ago when. Um, you know, in the in the old days, we had lifts, and you had a man on the lift, and you'd ask him to go what floor, and he'd press the button for you, or he'd you know bring you to the right floor and open yeah. the door for you. And now, um, you know, there there, are, there is no man on the lift. And and in the sixties and the fifties in New York, um, when they were first brought out, people wouldn't didn't want to get into them because they were afraid that if there wasn't a man on it, it wouldn't be safe. Yeah. Well, obviously, that's not the case anymore. So, you know, technology moves on, people move on. They get used to new new ways of doing things, and I think I think self driving cars will become absolutely fun, you know, fundamentally important to us in the future. We'll get so used to them that you know everyone will be ordering them, um, and it won't be a case where you'll own the car. It'll be you know you'll um, you'll probably pay by the mile, or you'll you'll pay for a certain trip, and that's it. And then the car will go off and do another job for someone else. Yeah, I guess for me the main worry is how secure is it that can't be hacked and hijacked. 
Yeah, you know that's that's interesting because one of our speakers um, is the CEO of Trillium. Um, he'll be coming and he'll be he'll be talking about that. And um, you know he's uh, he's very into the whole hacking scene, and he's he's developed some software that prevents these these kind of hackings. So you know, in the same way that um, you know, cars developed you know very good security systems over the years. In the early days, it was very easy to steal a car. Now it's much harder. Uh, it'll be the same with hacking as well. They'll become as secure as our own little private bank accounts. Because I guess the moment uh, you can guarantee a car is secure that it can't be hijacked, then you have more chance people are going to think, okay, fine, now I can trust a self-driving car because I know that it'll go where it wants to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be seen as much more of a of a of a commodity that that anyone can have access to, and 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 you know it'll be hugely important for people who are, you know, um, people with sight loss, people with disabilities. Um, you know, it's very, very expensive to take taxis around. Um, you know, and you know people who who might might be too old to drive things like that. So it'll just become like a service. You'll you'll order a, a, a car up, a car will come and pick you up. It'll drop you off. You know, dropping kids off to school, all that kind of stuff will be make life a lot easier and um, you know a lot less cars on the road. One one statistic I heard is that one shared car removes the need for about thirteen regular cars. Um, because those regular cars that we have today, if you think about it, 95% of the time it's just sitting in your driveway. Uh, you know, overnight it's sitting there or it's sitting at your office parking lot, and there's no need for that car to be there. It's just a commodity that you need to get back from A to B, and those those cars could be used much more efficiently in, in lots of other ways. So I guess if you had a car, you get hire, and what it would drive you to where you want to go, like work-wise, the even time you call the car up and tell pick me up and drive me home. So during daytime, that car's always been used, not line idle. Yeah, exactly. And that, that was an idea that Tesla had, you know, they, they called it the Tesla network, where, um, you know, after you finished driving your car to work, you could rent out your car to other people um, to pick up other passengers. And it's making money for you during the day when you're working so that the car basically pays for itself and, and gives you a check at the end of every month. But that's a really innovative way of, of using their cars today. And I guess also it means that basically there's not need for many car spaces in the country because the cars are always been used. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you have a, you know a lot less traffic jams as well. Um, you know, parking spaces you wouldn't need like massive parking lots in the, in the middle of, of, of town. Um, you know, you wouldn't have the streets clogged up with cars constantly who are taking up all the parking spaces. You know, those cars could be could be used in, in much more efficient ways. Um, so that would be good. But then again, that's this is another ten years out, at least ten or fifteen years out. Yeah. Um, you know, all of these technologies take time to to adapt and develop and. You know, even when we got when, when mobile phones were first, um, you know, brought out in the lab, till when everyone had one, it was about thirty years. Yeah. Um, and so the same thing with with self-driving cars. Like, even though we want them tomorrow, um, you know, the technology, the systems, the the legal side hasn't been developed yet, and it will take. You know, it's been about ten years since they were first used for the first DARPA challenge. It was a race across the desert in in um, in the U.S. So it's probably another twenty years before we'll see. Every all of your neighbors having a self-driving car and everyone sharing cars. Yeah, and I guess if you're in a city, there'll be very very small cars because smaller cars mean they take up less parking spaces, and uh, they're not not going to be complicated to to to, uh, to repair as well. Yeah, exactly. Well, there's two kind of schools of thought, and I spoke to Ford about this, and what Ford are saying: Look, if you're a family and you've got a pram and you've got all your stuff for your kids in the back of the car. You probably aren't going to use a shared car. You're going to use your own kind of car that you want to have for yourself because all that stuff you don't want to move around. Yeah. On the other hand, though, you have a whole host of shared cars 
which are getting maybe 100,000 or 200,000 miles a year because they're used constantly. And so those cars will be have a lot more repairs and they'll be like turning over a lot faster. So there won't be that much issues for some of the car companies. But I think you won't need, let's say, 10 or 15 separate car companies yeah. um, like you have today um, because you'll have a lot of shared cars will be used for the, for the regular journeys. And so it'll probably be consolidating down to three or four major car brands in the future as well. And I guess in the future, basically, they'll, they'll be called tech companies rather than car companies because they're all in tech anyway. Yeah, exactly. And they'll become, they'll become like a Tesla or an Uber yeah. um, because, you know, the, the, the real value is in the software. It's in the sharing services. It's in the platforms, not so much, uh, you know, the, the metal and the tires. But at the same time, as Tesla is finding out, you know, it's very, very hard to, to become a manufacturing company. And, and it's, it's not that easy. They're, you know, they're great at software, but actually producing cars is a lot harder than they, than they thought. Because I heard while ago, Apple were going to make their own car, but then probably realized the cost of doing that, they couldn't do it. But look at Tesla. If Tesla can't do it, how can we do it? So in the end, we'll stick with this software. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think they still have plans. You know, they're, they're still uh, hiring for self self driving car engineers. Yeah. Um. You know, there's a few rumors out there, but that's something that that we're looking at. You know, as a, as a company, Voxpro, we're always looking out for. You know, which which of the companies that are uh, up and coming. Um. You know, which companies will need a lot of support in the future, and we kind of see that um, you know, self-driving cars, they'll always need support. And so uh, that, that's one of the reasons that we're, we're putting on this conference. Yeah, I guess at the moment, self-driving cars are still in the way in, in its infancy. And uh, by preparing people early now about it in five years' time, what are you talking about now will become a reality? Yeah, exactly. I, I, think, I think it'll also take legislation change as well. I, I don't know if there's really good uh, legislation that will allow uh, self-driving cars uh, to test in Ireland. Um, I think that'll be a really positive sign. Where um, you know, if the minister was to allow uh, certain companies like Google or or Lyft or, or Uber to come and test in Ireland, uh, maybe out in, in the West in Mayo or places like that, yeah. um, where there's less population, that'll be a really uh, good good thing to start the, the process rolling. And then um, you know, to allow kind of semi-autonomous cars to be on our streets in Dublin. Um, to allow the public to kind of see what's going on or, or take trips in these cars. Um, that'll be a really kind of positive signal as well. Because if you're out in the West, you're going to be more or less used to seeing sheep and cattle in the middle of the road so they can flax with that. So when it comes to finally launching properly, they've done tests in all kinds of scenarios like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, these, these are one of these edge cases that, that Google talks about, you know, when they, when they were testing their cars in the U.S., they came across a, a roundabout and there was a, a lady in a, in a wheelchair chasing a duck and they talk about this as being one of the crazy edge cases. And so you'll also have lots of edge cases in Ireland where it's, it's raining and, it's, you know, it's, it's windy and it's um, stormy and there's, there's, you know, it's hard to see at night and there's animals on the road or you've got, a, you know, a green bit of grass in the middle of the, of the median strip, you know, all these country roads. So it would be a great test for, for self-driving cars too. And I guess in the long term, we have a scenario then like places like Kerry where it's a three-mile drive home from a local pub. So in the future... You can learn to bring a car to the pub. You can just drive home in your self-driving cars. Yeah, Jackie Healy Ray, I'm sure, would love this because yeah. then it would, it would allow uh, everyone to be able to get to the pub safely and get home home again for very, very low cost and you know help keep rural Ireland alive. But you know, joking aside, that that is a big issue, and, and you know, for older people getting to you know um, meetings or you know going to see the doctor or things like that, you know, you're not relying on a bus network. Um, and there's a lot of cost for the state as well to provide a bus network out in, in rural Ireland. 
and and something like self-driving cars could really really help um, to push that kind of um, agenda forward because um, you, you could let the tech companies take on the cost and you could rent the cars um, as opposed to you know hiring a, a bus to do um, to a very very short runs for people. Because I'm thinking long term, if you're somebody who's old has to go into your doctor get treatment, if you factor you've got this car to pick you up and drive your home, you don't have to worry about how will I get there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or or if you're blind, you know, like how do you get to do the shopping? How do you get to, you know, um, you know, you, you, like you can't obviously drive a car. You have to rely on friends, a family, or, or getting taxis all the time. And taxis are extremely expensive. Um, but yeah, there's there's definitely a, a lot, an awful lot of benefits to to self-driving cars. And and um, you know, we're just we're just uh, you know at the very tip of the iceberg right now. And I guess basically, in long term, as more manufacturers get involved in bringing. Things like self self parking and, and uh, self braking to the cars, we get used to these technologies. So, in the long term, before we know it, it's part of our daily lives. Yeah, yeah, like they'll. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think I think like as as you say, like a lot of the people will will get used to um, the, the the kind of small small jumps in technology, like the self braking, um, like the warning signs uh, and whatnot. And so after a while, then it'll be very easy to um, kind of get used to the, the bigger jumps into technology, which I think after a while we'll think, uh, you know, what we worried about is it's, 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 it's very, very standard in cars these days. You know, like we're all wearing safety belts. We all have airbags. Like 20 years ago, they were unheard of. And we're all very used to them now. I think in the future, we'll get used to, you know, cars parking themselves, braking themselves, you know, and, and starting and stopping uh, from the whole journey along. Yeah, because I've seen recently with Volvo's now, the new cars now have got airbags for the pedestrians as well, which is something new and unheard of as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think the, the Volvo has been, been mentioned as, as one of the safest cars in the world. Um, statistically, since the XC90 has been brought out, there has been no one that's been killed in that car. And that's a lot of it to do with, with the you know the airbags, like you say, the self-parking, sorry, the self-braking, um, yeah. which is, is hugely beneficial. So, um you know, all of those kind of things will, will really help a lot to, to reduce the cost of, of accidents and, and deaths in our roads. And also, if it reduces the cost of the, of the cars being repaired, overall it's going to reduce the insurance costs and other servicing costs as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, less accidents means, you know, less wear and tear and less, um, you know, um, going to the insurers and, and having all those issues. Um, you know, uh, I think the sooner we bring it on, the better. And I guess if these cars now are powered by electric motors, it means there's less parts in the car that can go wrong. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, the, the the great thing about electricity is that you know we have we have it in abundance here. Um, you know, you're, there's so many less moving parts. There's no need for a cooling system. There's no need for radiators for for you know um, you know oil that that lubricates the pistons, all of that kind of stuff. You know, when you go away from an internal combustion engine. There are so many benefits uh, to that, and it's much quieter, uh, and, and so many other benefits. So, um, yeah, I, I think the future definitely is, is electric. And it's either going to be a hybrid, it's for electric, which, whichever it's going to come out first. But I think it'll be hybrid for a start, and then in the long term, it'll be just all electric in about 20, 30 years. Yeah, I think, I think you know, um, Elon Musk and, and Tesla, you know, he was he was asked the same question, you know, why why do you not just go straight to to hybrid? It's it's much easier. And he says, look, there, there, there's no real benefit to doing that. Um, you know, if you build enough supercharging networks, uh, charging networks, um, it shouldn't be a problem. I don't think it's good. it'll be a problem in Ireland either because the, the, the island is relatively small. 
um, and there'll be lots of places to charge up. We have 220 volts here everywhere in Ireland. Yeah. You know, it'll take four or five hours to charge up a car fully with a regular or with a supercharger, but, you know, 30, 35 minutes. Yeah. So I think electricity is the way to go. And I think more and more manufacturers and more consumers will really see the benefit of, of that because, um, you know, right now the ranges aren't great, like 100 miles, but it will get better over time with, with the, the new Tesla. It's, it's uh, about, you know, 220 miles. Yeah, and I saw last year Ferrari produced the first car that's just run electric, electric motors. So if they can do it, anyone can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think I think more more and more of the manufacturers are going to see this. Like Porsche are producing the uh, the Mission E, which is an all electric supercar, yeah. um, and that'll be a, a real competitor to the Tesla. Um, but I think you know if 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 you were to drive a Mission E or or, or a Tesla, the, the Porsche is definitely it's exciting. It's probably sexier. But it doesn't drive itself, and the yeah. Tesla does drive itself. And so, for me at least, if I'm stuck in a traffic jam on the M50, I'd rather just press the button, let the car deal with the traffic jam, as opposed to me being completely absorbed by the the bumper in front of me. Yeah. So about this conference, when's it happening in May? Is it May twelfth? It's happening on May tenth, and it's in yeah. Ivy House in Dublin. And um, we we have uh, about ten or twelve different speakers from around the world, which would be very interesting. And then we have a, a kind of a private VIP conference in the west of Ireland um, sponsored by Mayo County Council. Um, so we're going to Ackle Island and that's for about 15 or 20 um, invited uh, guests. And so we have the speakers and our invited guests who are coming to that. And that's so, so for people who have um, a lot to gain um, or indeed a lot to lose from the um, self-driving car industry. So we're inviting people from the insurance industry, um, some um, other people who are, who are deeply involved in self-driving cars to come down to that weekend. And it's like a it's like a TED like environment where yeah. there'll be yeah, talks and events in Mayo. And where can you book tickets for both events? So if people, uh, if you do a search for self driving car conference Dublin, yeah. you'll probably find it. It's mobilityx.co. So that's um, mobilityx.co was the website, and they can see all the details there. And is the tickets free or is there, is there a charge? There is a charge. Yeah, it's starting at a hundred euro. I think we've uh, we've uh, um, an offer on for the next couple of days, and then they'll go up to one hundred and fifty in a few days' time. All right, that's very much. Thanks for that, Philip, and uh, uh, good luck at the conference, and take care and talk to you soon. Have a good Great, day. thank you so much. Thanks, bye now. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.